0: Welcome to another episode of First Time Films. Um, today I am joined by Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hi,
1: how are you doing?
0: Good, how are you?
1: Yeah, doing not too do bad. Excited to be talking about one of the best Tom Burton films out there.
0: Oh, exciting. Have you done the podcast before, by the way?
1: Uh, no, okay. I have not. I no. have just done other podcasts. Ah,
0: okay, exciting, <laughs> exciting. Um, and hi, Rob. We're also joined by Rob.
2: Hello, how are
1: you? Hi,
0: good, how are you?
2: Yeah, I'm good. I'm rocking it. I'm uh, Yeah, I'm looking forward to talk about uh, probably the best animation in the last couple of years, a uh, couple of decades even.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like you guys have given little spoilers, hints to the films. So today we we're speaking about The Nightmare Before Christmas, um, or sometimes it's called Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. So, Rob, was this a film you'd seen before the podcast? Like one that you were familiar with or...?
2: What was your oh, yeah. history was the film? Yeah, well, it came out what uh, mid nineties, didn't it?
0: I think it was like yeah, ninety three. Earlier yeah. than I thought it was, to be fair.
2: So I'm I'm like a mature student, like I met all yous, mm-hmm. uh, and I was a lot older than you. So I saw this probably when I was like twenty. Actually, no, that's not right. <laughs> I don't know what age I'm. <laughs> I saw I saw it when I was like maybe 13, 14. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, it was just known as the Goth's favorite uh, <laughs> favorite clothing line. Yeah, it was. It was a fun, strange film to enjoy.
0: Was it one that you kind of grew up with? Like, would you watch regularly every sort of year?
2: I didn't have it on VHS, or I don't even think yeah. I taped it off the TV. Yeah. Uh, but it was one of these kind of weird films that, whenever it came up, you would make an effort to see it for sure.
0: Yeah, Sarah. What about yourself? Was it one that you'd seen before?
1: Um, so it is actually one of my all-time favorite films. Oh, nice. Um, I mean, so much so I've got a Jack Skellington wreath on my living <laughs> room door. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I did actually kind of grow up watching this film. because mm-hmm. like it, it came out when I was two years old, mm-hmm. but I started like I think I first watched it when I was about six or seven. Um, okay. and then just I will just use any excuse to sit and watch it, but um like that with most of Tim Burton's films.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask. So I didn't realise just till after I'd watched it. I watched it for the first time last night. Always kind of one that I'd meant to see, but I just never got around to. Um I didn't realise he didn't direct it. He it was kind of just his idea. Um are you was this something you knew? Or are you quite a big fan of Tim Burton?
1: Uh, I'm personally like a really big fan Mm -hmm. of Tim Burton Um, and I I was aware that it was his concept but obviously not um, him directing it I think it's mainly because they were Disney wanting to do a a sequel to it and he shut it down like immediately going that's never going to happen
0: so (laughs) yeah I actually saw I think they wanted to do a sequel but they wanted it to be uh, like fully animated Mm -hmm. or something Um, Rob how would you have felt about that? <laughs>
2: uh, I'm not sure we, we kind of got like a spiritual sequel I think with James and the Giant Peach that was pretty oh, yeah. dark uh, and you know the the person that directed Nightmare went on to do Coraline as well which has become uh, quite legendary yeah
0: similar sort of dark but oh still yeah great. they've like, got
2: that vibe down don't they like yeah uh, that's so, who knows what their next one's going to be? It's probably going to be just as dark and crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, I was going to ask, actually. I think the reason why I hadn't ever got around to watching it was because I never knew what sort of time of year people considered this film. <laughs> like, do you, like, is it a Halloween film? Is it a Christmas film? Like, Rob, what do you think?
2: Why not both?
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. But would you. Hold off till it got closer to Christmas to watch it
2: I think this is this is the perfect time for this podcast to come out isn't it yeah. like uh, it's definitely like just after Halloween. I mean the, the film begins just after Halloween mm-hmm. that's when the plot starts so yeah that's a uh, the perfect time to watch it is November December I think
0: yeah Sarah what about yourself when do you
1: um well I would say if if you definitely want to like stick in with the theme Watching it on the first of November because it is literally the day after Halloween that everything does start. Yeah. Um, but me personally, I'll sit and watch it any any day of the year. Like I'm not fussed whatsoever. <laughs> um, but it is a like it is a big a big thing going. Is it a Halloween film? Is it a Christmas film? I mean, this is the the reasoning why I got my my wreath. It was Like I can put that up on the first of October and leave it on my door for the rest of the year because <laughs> it's like Halloween yeah, and the Christmas thing so yeah it's, it is literally bones but Jack's got a wee Santa hat so I'm like I, c- I can use that for three months it's all right.
0: Well um just you saying that reminded me when I was reading off about it I'm sure Tim Burton said he got the idea because he was like walking past a sort of like American department store and they were changing the decorations on the first of November, from Halloween to Christmas, <laughs> and just like the juxtaposition between all these ghouls and then like Santa, <laughs> <laughs> how much it can change. Um, but yeah, would you say so? Is it your kind of one of the films that you consider like a staple of Christmas?
1: Uh, oh, I would definitely, I would definitely say like in terms of getting ready for Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely. Um, 'Cause again, it is the way that I look at it, it's a very, very similar concept to how the Grinch stole Christmas. Yeah. Like Jack is just wanting he's wanting everything. Um, albeit his his means are completely different to the Grinch. But it's along the similar concept. Um yeah. so when it comes to that, definitely, um, it's just this is the sort of thing I think he was sitting watch, like just starting like the opening sequence for This Is Halloween maybe at like five to midnight on Halloween. And then as soon as it hits midnight, that's it, the song's over and everything (laughs) begins. what about you, Rob? Is it one of your sort of
0: like go-to Christmas? You you have to watch it before.
2: Uh, I must admit, I've had a couple of Christmases where I haven't, but uh, Mm -hmm. every now and again, you find someone that's never seen it and uh, it always goes down so well when you introduce it to someone. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's never seen it round about Halloween or Christmas. So uh, as far as like uh, all those kind of meeting friends for Christmas nights out and pre-Halloween drinks, things like that, it's the perfect movie to stick on and and get a wee squad round the the TV.
0: Do you think it's kind of a cult film in that sense then? Or a bit too mainstream? What would
2: you consider it? You know, it's really hard to call it a cult film just because yeah. of how much tat is out there that has Gax <laughs> yeah. face on it. True. <laughs> you know, no offense like, uh... to Sarah's Ruth. Re- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 No offense. It sounds very cool, Sarah. I know.
0: I, I would like to hear that, um, Sarah. You briefly touched on. You just sort of mentioned like the music and the songs. Um, do you? Yeah, what do you think of the music? In it do you like it do you
1: think it's quite of its time I don't, yeah <laughs> i game. i actually think it's one of the best movie soundtracks out mm-hmm. there um like again so, it's some of my favorite songs i mean i'll sit and even just sing the oogie boogie song just <laughs> on a random daily basis because it's so catchy yeah um and it's like a, a staple on like my disney playlist as well like when it comes to when it comes to the playlist like it everything just fits like sometimes when you look at musicals and the songs just sort of seem to come from nowhere Mm -hmm. um, with like no plot or anything behind it but this just sort of seamlessly ties in the entirety of the film and it's just, it's it's pure magic
0: Yeah, I think before I watched it I didn't realise how much of it was actually just singing because um, I saw like a comment somewhere that was like because there's a different um, voice actor for Jack singing and Jack speaking, and someone was like, "Why did they go to the bother? I think he speaks like five lines, but he sings everything else." Mm. I was like, "Actually, it's quite, quite true." I didn't realize it was that before watching it. How much of a kind of musical film it was?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. no, it's it's a big musical film, but I think that's what yeah. it's the appeal of it as well. Yeah, oh no, definitely. Yes.
2: It's such a good point as well. And the thing about the the songs is, it's all they're all like. Moving the story forward as well, they're they're so tied to the plot, mm-hmm. and just uh, driving these characters, Jack Skellington and uh, sorry, what was the is it, what's the the lady called again?
1: Sally.
2: Yeah, Sally. Like her 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 vocals are just so fucking heartbreaking as well.
0: It's- <laughs> well, I was gonna ask about like the supporting characters because um, when I was like so. I, I can't remember if we mentioned this but it was the original concept was um, that Tim Burton had written a poem and then that kind of like is where the film idea came from um, but in the original poem it's just Jack, Santa and Zero the dog so what did you think about like the introduction of like Sally do you think because basically I've got a point to make after this but I'm curious what, like what you guys think of her as a character Rob, you
2: um, can go first. or Sarah? <laughs> oh, Sarah, you go first.
1: <laughs> um, well, I I would say the the, the introduction of Halle, having Sally there, I mean, it is it's a very subtle love story. Mm-hmm. The way that they put it, like during the film, um, like Sally is the one to sort of see what's been going on and see what's going to happen and try and stop stop Jack. Um, but it's, it's a sort of he doesn't ever really notice her until more towards the end of the film and um, when they're on the, obviously on the hill declaring their love for each other um, but she she's such a heartbreaking character that i i'm just sitting there going it's like oh but you're so lovely yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> rob what do you think about her
2: oh the uh, the whole frankenstein's monster kind of yeah, aspect yeah. of her uh, is such a really cute uh, kind of thing to add to basically a children's movie mm-hmm. That that's probably one of the strengths is the characters that are all inspired by classic monsters and stuff. I'm like a horror guy, so mm-hmm. anything that introduces the kids to Frankenstein early is great by me. Uh, and Sally definitely does that with the the kind of emotion and uh, pathos of her character.
0: Yeah, I am. Um, I yeah, I agree. I liked her being that kind of almost ragdoll type and how could she could kind of use it to her advantage to help save the day. But interestingly, so I um, have that app Letterboxd, I don't know if you guys use it, um, where you can just like see what people think of films and whatever. Um, and so I was reading up what sort of people had commented and one of the top reviews was like, really nice, but why did Sally and Jack fall in love? This is the definition of a forced relationship. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly I was like, oh... Sarah what do you think of it? do you totally well, disagree with that or-
1: no I actually don't like mm-hmm. Like I, I said previously that it sort of feels like Sally's love for Jack goes completely unnoticed by him mm-hmm. until like the very end and you're sitting going like, where did that come from Yeah, because it's, it's clear as day of how Sally feels for Jack but there's absolutely nothing, it's more like it comes across as Jack Cena as a friend yeah, and it's like the, the quirky best friend that's like I can always rely on you um because that's why he trusts her to make his santa costume yeah he said there, was, there was no one else you can imagine giving that task to so I would say it definitely feels very very forced and it comes out of nowhere yeah. um i I, would, I think if it had been played along a little bit differently like a little extra subtleties in it it might have not come across so forced
0: yeah i agree i kind of think if they were to make it now i think they would potentially just do it that they were like good friends no kind of n- need to do that what about you? rob what do you think
2: oh yeah so yeah like a, it's a bit of a product of its time isn't it yeah. like these these films all needed the little uh, the love interest and the love story uh yeah, if it, if it was re- even if it was remade, I, I'm sure they would do something different uh, with, with Sally. But I still think she's a, a really good character. It's just uh, yeah. that forced plot point in the end maybe a little bit underwhelming.
0: Yeah, because like it doesn't ruin the film for me. It was just when I read that comment, I thought, yeah. To be fair, it does. I think you're expecting it because most kids' films do have some sort of romance in them. Um, but yeah, I agree. I kind of thought it did come out of nowhere. And um, speaking of that sort of end scene with the ice like sort of ice mountain with the moon. I hadn't ever seen the film before, but that was like a very famous image mm-hmm. that I just like you kind of can't get away from. Um I don't know if it was just because of how the sort of technology of it all, that maybe that's why the images are so sort of imprinted in sort of like halloween christmas culture um do either of you have any comments sort of on the general technology of it all like i was so surprised that it was almost 30 years old <laughs> i i swore it was like early 2000s but
1: i think what does it for me and mm-hmm. it it's the thing that surprised me and always puts me in awe when it comes to these films is the fact that took so long to make because it was all like step by step with puppets
0: yeah
1: like that's the thing that always gets me i remember watching like a a behind the scene thing of when they did corpse bride Mm -hmm. and just how long it took them to just like, like fraction by fraction to move them and how like tiny they were and all this sort of stuff like that's the sort of thing that puts me in awe with this this film like knowing that and then watching it and it, it, it's really astounding yeah because i'm sure it's something like
0: 12 images need to be taken for like one second
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you just think the amount of work is yeah sorry robert i thought you were going to say
2: something yeah I was, I was just thinking as well that uh as, as amazing as the stop motion is Mm-hmm. Like Obviously with you have physical objects that you need to manipulate to express emotion all that kind of stuff and they, they do it fantastically but even before that the design, the way that they they go for this kind of gothic kind of expressionistic kind of characters and surroundings is uh, just a completely brilliant move on their part and it makes it stand out so much from anything else that, that, that was done at the time
0: yeah yeah because in my head i mean i could be totally wrong because i'm not an expert on it but i feel like surely that must have been like groundbreaking technology for the time i can't think of anything i've ever seen previous to that film that uses well i guess is Walson and gromit did they do anything earlier than 1993
2: <laughs> i don't yeah, know i think they might have been around about the same time mm. but I obviously feel like, it was a lot of work
0: <laughs> yeah and this one just feels a bit more like it flows a bit better as well, not to slag off Wallace and Gromit. But <laughs>
2: you're going to get um, some angry emails. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so was there sort of anything else either of you wanted to touch on any aspects of the film that particularly stand out to you?
1: No, not really for me, no.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> um well, because otherwise I was going to ask because obviously Sarah, you mentioned the Grinch earlier, and for me that was the most obvious comparison I could think of, because um, in my head they're both quite like dark er Christmas films. Um, Rob, what do you kind of prefer? Do you prefer these kind of darker, slightly gothy? <laughs> Not <laughs> that the Grinch is gothy, but yeah, what do you prefer? Or the really cheesy, wholesome American? Go to a Christmas
2: movie. Uh, it's kind. It's kind of funny looking at Christmas movies through the the kind of the window of the Nightmare Before Christmas, which yeah. <laughs> which, which has a forest which only has trees to like Western Christian holidays. Like yeah. even that itself <laughs> is just like, true. Where, yeah. where 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 the hell is the Hanukkah tree? You know, like
0: oh yeah, but, true. yeah.
2: But. Uh, yeah, I, I think with Christmas uh, allowing itself to be like be a little bit darker, uh, like The Grinch and uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, I think that uh, lets people explore some of the themes of Christmas uh, mm-hmm. that are not normally spoken about, which is which is pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I know because I'm trying to think of other dark Christmas films. I think the only one I can think of. It's like Bad Santa, but I don't have if I lump it in the same category, like definitely <laughs> not quite the same vibe. But Sarah, what about you? Is it like, if you were to watch Christmas films, do you prefer these kind of darker ones or the kind of more cheesy, wholesome vibes?
1: Um, well, I'm I'm of the more dark and twisty nature. Right. So <laughs> uh, I would probably say like, I don't know what it is when it comes to cheesy Christmas films you just i switch off because mm-hmm. i'm just like you know what i'm 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 all for like christmas spirit but i think this is why i think retail just ruined me because yeah you know, <laughs> christmas i'm just like uh, whereas <laughs> this is like on the verge of christmas but it's still you know not cheesy and cheery yeah so i think like for me this sort of stuff is, is better for me just like with the sort of dark humor to it as well like um, with the Grinch as well because that has got like a bit of dark humor to it that things are you know quoted all the time now yeah. um, and this is the exact same.
0: And it's interesting actually that it's not even crossed my mind that it's dark but it still has like musical elements mm-hmm. like that's very Tim Burton I think to me.
2: Like, it's it very Christmas the... as well isn't it mm-hmm. like the musical aspect like I was going to mention Gremlins is one of my favorite. Oh,
1: true, yeah. Oh I love Gremlins. And-
2: but then, then I'm thinking, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, like, that probably qualifies more, because if you are working in retail, and I'm sure a lot of us have been unfortunate enough to do that, yeah. if a song <laughs> from Nightmare Before Christmas comes on uh, to celebrate good. Christmas, yeah, yeah, that, that's <laughs> so different. If uh, Michael Bublé comes on, then you're, you're nope. not feeling it uh, <laughs> as much as you would if uh, Jack Skellington.
0: I know what you I mean, yeah. True that. Mine was, when I worked in retail, it was literally, like, the same 12 songs yep. for the whole shift <laughs> oh, and you're right it was like Michael Bublé Justin Bieber you're like, oh, <laughs> so, yeah I would appreciate some of that um, this is something that David always likes to do because um, he likes to ask tell you how much the budget was and see if you can work out how much the film made so if it was like a flop or if it was a commercial success so you know the budget for the film was 24 million dollars So, Rob, how much do you think it made, roughly in the box office?
2: Uh, In the box office, uh, probably not that much. I'd say forty million.
0: Okay, and Sarah, what do you think?
1: Uh, I mean, it's hard to say. Mm -hmm. Is it just like, I I think I read somewhere that, like, in its original theatrical run, it was like fifty odd. Mm-hmm. million uh, in the states i think that's that was like its initial theatrical run um when it was in the box office yeah
0: yeah so you're right yep so in the yeah initially it was 50 million but i think they said because it's had so many reissues they now consider it like even at the box office they consider it now like 91 million <laughs> so yeah <laughs> and yep also got 95 percent on rotten tomatoes so pretty well Oh, yeah. Review commercial success. Nice to hear. Um, so, Rob, what would you kind of rate the film out of ten? What how do you consider it? Uh,
2: the the last podcast I was on for was uh, Halloween, and I, I rated that six out of ten. Uh, yeah. That that was not the not the original, but the remake. Uh, oh, right, right. So, I'm I'm going to give this a six out of ten as well. I'm going to be the six out of ten guy.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to be more positive for some reason.
2: Six out of ten is positive for me. Probably. Right, okay.
0: okay. <laughs> Have you ever given higher on the podcast before? Do you remember? No, no. No, okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good <laughs> base point then. Sarah, what about yourself?
1: Um, I would say, like, despite its little flaws, for me, I would say about eight, actually. Mm-hmm. just it, it feels like the, the one wee part at the end kind of lets it down, and the we need more Oogie Boogie and more zero. Yeah, um, oh, that yeah. it would have been an ultimate ten for me. Um, but I'm, a, I'm just like a big Bookie fan. I know so. I
0: can't <laughs> believe we didn't even touch on Zero. I love that old guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I'm gonna yeah. It's funny because I was gonna give it a seven, but now that Rob's given it a six, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, because I liked it, um, but I kind of wish I'd seen it maybe growing up so that I had more kind of nostalgia attached it but yeah if that's everything we could move on to the news then so david sent in a couple of stories um the first one is that the new film uh i've never know whether to say it, dune or like dune uh because, like, what pronunciation but i'll say dune um has been officially confirmed to having a part two have either of you seen this film uh
1: no i have read the book so ah, so okay so you're totally
0: fine with spoilers or anything. Rob, what about you? Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, this this is, makes it so bad. I'm sorry, I've not seen it either. Uh, but I've seen no. the David Lynch version of it.
0: Oh, right. Okay, we'll see. Normally, I don't see these kind of films. like, Or it takes me a while to see them. But I actually have seen this film. I saw it in the cinema the other day. So at least we've all got a different point of reference then. <laughs> um, Rob, what's the David Lynch one like?
2: Oh, it's it's uh, it depends. Uh, it's either the worst film you've ever seen or it's genius. I, I I've I've flitted between both to be honest. First time I saw it, I thought it was god awful. Uh, second time, I really appreciate the the costumes and the the sets and the mood. It's so dark and stupid. Uh, I love it.
0: <laughs> it's seeing his version. Is it? Is it just like a one,
2: it's not like you got sequels? No, nah, it's uh, kind of one and done. Was it meant to be, do you know if there was meant to be more sequels? I think at the time sequels weren't really in. I, I, no, I don't think they were really setting up for a sequel. No, it was just kind of like encapsulated the story in over two hours. I think it was like two, two and a half hours, something like that. And that was it.
0: To be fair, because this film, it did feel like they were very much setting it up. another film so that's why i'm kind of surprised that it's just been confirmed i assumed that was like always the plan all along i Um, I wonder
2: if they were waiting to see if they they would make any money whatsoever with it before yeah
0: yeah because i feel like it must have had an insanely high budget um but sarah what do you think did you read the books was it recently or was it something you read sort of a while ago
1: oh it was a while ago so I would say that I would need to I would definitely either need to reread it or go and see it mm-hmm. um, to jog my memory on it. But I do remember just kind of I think it was more just it, it came across a bit on the dark side as well. But when it have i I've I've read like different science fiction things, but like this one I do remember being like really, really enticed by it and I was just like I wanted to to know more but like I said, I have not read it in years. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: yeah I, in all honesty, it wasn't even something I'd heard of before the film. Like this film had came out, I kind of thought they'd ran out of things to make a franchise from. <laughs> but no, there we go. Um, but yeah, so that's part two. They've not even like started shooting it yet. So yeah, part two will be released in twenty twenty three. For anyone who's interested um, and another story that we have in the news today which is actually pretty relevant to Nightmare Before Christmas is that they've added more members of the cast to Hocus Pocus 2 so um, do you guys like Hocus Pocus the original film? I love Hocus Pocus, yeah. <laughs> love it
2: I had no yeah. idea they were doing a second one that's great news yeah.
0: oh great yes yeah, so they're doing a sequel Uh, And they've confirmed Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy, sorry if i butchered your name, Jimmy. Um, Yeah, so all the original witches are back. And then they've they've added to the cast, um, I don't know who the first two people are, but Tony Hale, Sam Richardson and then Hannah Wandingham, she's in sex education and uh, Ted Lasso.
2: So she yeah, wand, said... she's got wand in her name, so she's got to be good.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, is that like a Sarah? Is that one of your kind of go to? Like, did you watch it this Halloween? Hocus Pocus.
1: Oh yes, and it's yeah. a it's a tradition for every single Halloween. I mean, it, it's not Halloween unless you sit and watch Hocus Hocus Pocus. Um, mm-hmm. And again, it's it's something that we have been after a sequel for years. Um, again like this is like another nineteen ninety-three film. So again, I grew up watching this film. Um yeah. so and like this one was literally I grew up watching this film. This is like one of my one of my favourite films growing up. Um along with <laughs> along with a few others. So I, I, I'm the sort of person that I like dark and twisty films, hence why one of my favourite films is um Watership Down. So <laughs> um when there was always talks uh, and Bette Miller's was like no nothing's gonna happen and then it started like coming in the works again and I was just like don't get your hopes up don't get your hopes up until something is like actually announced by like Disney and then when they announced they were doing it for Disney Plus I was like oh my god yes finally
0: yeah I was gonna say this I am it's one of those films I used to watch watched like every Halloween growing up I hadn't watched it for years but I rewatched it the other day and then I just saw the news come in and I was like oh my god yeah but I think Disney Plus is allowed for more of these sort of sequels like mm-hmm. they're sort of fan not petitioned but like they'll have a guaranteed people want to see them um, so it kind of allows for that which I guess is a plus for the M site but Rob what are you a big fan of Focus Focus?
2: Uh, It would be stretching to say I'm a big fan. I really enjoy the movie. uh, (laughs) But I don't have any tattoos or anything like that. Uh, Yeah, I I think that it's a good move on Disney's plus part, uh, like getting a sequel sorted for this. I I really wonder what they're going to do, the original witches, because they were total villains, weren't they? And the way kind of witchcraft is dealt with nowadays, I'm not sure. I think there might be something deeper about their story now.
0: Yeah, and also it felt like in hocus pocus it was quite like a one-off they'd said like we'll come back when this one event happens The events happened so I'm curious to see how 20 years later or no like 30 years later actually how um yeah what the plot I'm really curious to see how they set it and what it's like but yeah the final piece of news that David said is um if anyone's interested, apparently there's 72 days until Scream Five comes out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, David is buzzing. I feel like that and Nice Out too is all he's talking <laughs> <blown> about recently. <laughs> it's either you, either you. Well, Sarah, you sounded interested. Rob, are you excited for it?
2: Uh that's the funny thing. You know, as I <laughs> talked, I talked about this on the last podcast as well, which was last oh, really? year. And uh, yeah, at that time, I wasn't necessarily looking forward to it because I thought, I thought the whole point of Scream movies was to make fun of a bunch of slashers which there was millions of them mm-hmm. and now I was like so what are they going to What what's the joke with this one but I don't know I'll, I'll definitely go see it but I'm, I'm not chomping at the bit I'll, uh, I will <laughs> wait and see.
0: I also think it's um, really weird to bring it out in January rather than October.
2: Oh yeah, that's the, that's usually where uh, studios dump all their rubbish. I think is January yeah. because is it not too too late to be Oscar nominated? No, no. As if Scream Five would be Oscar like, <laughs> get pushed for an Oscar. But yeah, that January February is usually when all the all the bad films come out. So yeah,
0: hmm. I know I'm kind of yeah. I mean, I feel like David's maybe getting his hopes up a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> any news either of you want to share? Or is that? that was the only news david gave me so and i I've, <laughs> um so if that's everything then we can just wrap up so thank you for listening to um tonight's episode of a first time films with sarah so thanks sarah
1: oh no it was really good to be on with you guys today
0: I, to be fair i feel like i usually do have more questions lined up but normally <laughs> i've seen the film more than twenty-four hours beforehand. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, and thanks to you too as well, Rob.
2: It was my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Oh no, well, um, yep. Yeah, so thanks everyone, and have a good night. Cheers. Bye.
1: <laughs>